Man, I love this time of year. I love the holidays. They were talking about it a little earlier. Um, but it, doesn't it seem pretty crammed together these two months? Halloween, like the devil's holiday first, you know. <laughs> it's actually not. I love Halloween and I enjoy it. But how many of you felt that there were some creepy things in people's front yards more this year than ever? Did some of you feel that way? I walk my dog at night with headphones on and I walk by this one house and hanging out of a tree was this this creepy face thing. And I found myself walking, like looking behind me, thinking like, I don't like being out by myself right now. It was weird just in my neighborhood. So a lot of creepy stuff. Then you go right from the creepy to Thanksgiving, right to the birth of Jesus. It's all crammed in like two months. I think we should spread this out a little. Let's spread the love out a little bit. And like I do that. But I'm thinking of hanging my lights up this uh, week. So I'm doing it early this year. Now I like keeping my lights up late. I got a homeowner's insurance, uh, a, a homeowner's association notice this year that mine were up too late. I, I think in April. I think April, they're like, you have to take the lights down. I'm like, oh, whatever, Scrooges, what's your guys' problem, you know? So anyways, I do like that. Uh, so man, hope we just all have a great holiday coming up. But I also know, as he talked about, that the holiday season is also very difficult for a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that just go through difficult times, uh, bad relationships. They have just frustrations. It's not the happiest time of the year all the time. Uh, I was reading in a uh, psychological journal and it said this, that 38% of people surveyed said their stress increased during the holiday season, which can lead to physical illness, depression, anxiety, and substance misuse, 38%. That means if you look at someone to your left and someone to your right, one of you is gonna have an increase in stress this year. One in three people. That's a lot, you know, that's a lot. And that's something to pay attention to. It went on to identify four reasons, the four main reasons for increased stress. Lack of time, financial pressure, gift giving, and family gatherings. Does that, any, of the, <laughs> any of those stand out to you? You got a stress, you're like, doo, doo, doo. that's mine right there, right? I'm already stressing out seeing it. Family gatherings, financial issues, gift giving, but there's even a bigger struggle. A lot of us have went through loss, broken relationships. We just feel alone. This could be a hard time. For my wife, it's kind of like my boys all live in Northern California now. They're not coming home for Thanksgiving, right? Well, I hope they'll come home for Christmas. It's like, it kind of gets to be a little bit of a struggle sometimes. So we decided to start a new series today and it's called Holiday Survival Guide, Practical Skills from the Book of Proverbs. For the next few weeks, we're gonna look through the book of Proverbs and hopefully give some skills that you might survive a little bit better during these holiday seasons. Some wisdom. We'll deal with things like conflict, lowering our expectations, slowing things down a little. That's what we're we'll looking at over the next few weeks. But today, I wanna start this topic off by just kind of asking you a question. And it's this, how might we not just survive but possibly even thrive during the holidays? How might we not just survive, but possibly even thrive in this holidays? I found that sometimes when I'm focused on survival, I'm focusing on the negative things I just need to get through. Does that make sense? Like, oh, Uncle Joe, you know? It's like, I just gotta get through this. So I'm focused, when I'm focused on survival, I'm just trying to get through it. Well, when I'm focusing on thriving, 
I'm thinking of the potential positive experiences that I can experience, right? So the, the thriving has a little more of a positive ring. The survival may be a little more negative. And, and this kind of idea of thriving instead of sur uh, surviving does hit home with me. Uh, my hobby that I love to do the most is surfing. And uh, earlier this year, actually on my birthday, I got to go to one of my favorite surf spots. And the size of the waves were just a bit at the... My, about where I wouldn't wanna go much higher. And I did go out. It took me 45 minutes before I finally went out. And I feel like that day I just survived. I did not thrive. It was kind of like when I came in, I'm all, oh, look at me, I made it. <laughs> you know, that, was, that was about all there was to it. Just trying to survive, I wasn't thriving. But I wanna show you a quick video clip. This is a guy that just won, this wave here, just won the wave of the year, and he won the surfer of the year as a big wave surfer. And I want you to look at this, because this guy is not just surviving here, he's thriving, and we'll talk about that. So play that video real quick, and I hope you guys enjoy this quick shot here. So that's a pretty big wave. Look at the white water's about 40 feet uh, behind him. Uh, this is in Ireland. And, and what makes this so amazing is what's coming up for you that don't know, that's a tube. That's when a wave is very powerful. The foam ball is that part that's coming towards him right now. Now watch as he completely disappears in that. That is the most hectic part of a wave right there. And he completely disappears in the foam ball and then gets spit out of that foam ball. For, for the average person, for the above average person, for the normal person, you wouldn't survive that way. I'm telling you right now, that's like 20 pools being dumped on you. And his, eye, his head, his contacts got shot out when that wave hit him and shot both his contacts out. That won the wave of the year. That guy's name is Nathan Florence. And when you see Nathan Florence, he seems like the most ho-hum, hey, what's up dudes kind of guys. But there's a reason why he thrives in that kind of stuff and doesn't survive. It's because he makes a plan. He takes serious his training and what he does. So when he goes out there, he actually can thrive instead of just survive. I, I don't put that kind of time in. So the wave I rode was like one twentieth of that. But because I don't have a plan, and I don't put that forward. As a matter of fact, there's some MMA guys and he's from Hawaii, MMA guys, and there's some like uh, CrossFit guys that they'll say when Nathan Florence shows up in the gym, he doesn't even look, nothing, just a normal dude. He can almost, all of them are trying to keep up with him because he has such a plan to thrive in his death-defying situations. He works hard preparing himself. He has a plan that works and he does it. So here's what I want us to think about, that making a plan can help you not just survive the holidays, but possibly even thrive. Making a plan, thinking through, what are you going to focus on? What are you gonna do over the next couple months? Have you ever heard the statement, if you fail to plan, your plans will fail? Ever heard that? If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail, right? Kind of idea. So that's what I want us to talk about. I want us to consider making a plan as we move into the holiday seasons. For some of us, it's gonna be a plan just to survive, right? I gotta survive. I do not like this time of year, I'm gonna survive. Some of us that survive, we're gonna maybe take, make a plan to say, this might help us thrive a little bit more than just survive. I wanna look at Proverbs 21.5 to start off with. 
The plans of the diligent lead to profit, and I added in there thriving, right? The plans of the diligent lead to profit thriving as surely as haste leads to poverty, not surviving. So take that verse, take it in context of what we're talking about, right? When we set plans, we're setting up ourselves to potentially thrive, to survive, but if we're haste and we don't do that, we potentially can lead to poverty, not surviving. So we're gonna take a look today at Proverbs chapter three. That's where we're gonna spend most of our time. And there's a few things in there. One of my favorite Proverbs there is, is Proverbs chapter three, I love it. And we're gonna consider three different areas, three areas that it focuses on or it talks about that I want us to maybe consider choosing one of them, choosing three of them, but really making a decision to have a plan. We're gonna talk about relationships, we're gonna talk about money, and we're gonna talk about Jesus, right? Because he is the reason for the season after all. So we'll talk about that as well. But those are the three things I want us to look at and consider what plan might you set forth in order to survive better this year and maybe even thrive better this year. So here we go, you ready? Okay, number one, to survive the holidays, make a plan to engage in positive relationships. To survive the holidays, make a plan to engage, to seek after positive, encouraging relationships. Now, I wanna tell you right off the bat, don't worry, over the next few weeks, we'll be talking about those non-encouraging, non-positive relationships and how you might survive them, okay? So we're gonna do that. But right now, when we're making a plan, oftentimes, making a plan to thrive is about making a plan for positive things, not just like, I'm not gonna talk to Uncle Joe, right? But we're gonna make some positive decisions, a positive plan. And I wanna encourage you how important it is. If this is a difficult time for you, if holidays are a time where you find yourself <laughs> struggling to survive, to seek after relationships that encourage you, relationships that uplift you, positive relationships, especially if you have some non-positive ones, especially if you deal with isolating yourself because of maybe past experiences or struggles, you find yourself actually becoming more and more alone during this time. I think it's even more important that we make a plan, that we seek out, that we engage in positive and important relationships. And it's not always that easy. It's not always that easy, but I think we need to do it. Proverbs chapter three, verse one says this, check a look. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. So here's the writer of Proverbs saying, don't forget what I talked about. Don't forget in our community, what we looked at, how we focused on certain things. Then he says this, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on a tablet of your heart. Man, these are the things we need to stay focused on. And for some of us, we need to find other people that are wanting to focus on those things too. That we can remember together. That we can remember that there are people out there that, are, that love each other, that are faithful to wanting to serve and care for one another and create good community. And so we need to seek after that. Proverbs three, verse seven says this, going down a couple of verses, do not be wise in your own eyes. Any of you feel like you're a little too wise in your own eyes sometimes and it gets you into trouble? Because I'm not willing to listen to anyone else. But what's it saying? Don't be wise in your own eyes. 
begin to create some, some community, some different relationships in your life where you might find yourself having someone that will go like, hey, let's think through where you struggle during this time of year and let's walk in that. It could take some planning, conscious effort to step out and engage in positive relationships. Relationships that remind us of the teaching, remind us of love and faithfulness and remind us that we're maybe not as wise on our own as we think, right? And that we need other people. So no matter what you've faced, there are people out there. There are people in this room that are faithful people that love others well. They really are. A lot of times we lose trust in that, right? Because of our experiences. But I'm here to tell you, there's some awesome people. So, I wanna give you some practical ideas. Take out your phones if you have your phone. How many times at church do they take out your phone? Don't look at the football games. But take out your phone because I'm gonna put some things up here that maybe you wanna take a shot of to think through how you may plan positive connections in order to survive. That's the first thing I want us to consider. How might you plan positive connections in order to survive? I'm gonna give you some. Here's it. Number one, our men's monthly gathering. Men, you need some positive Tomorrow night at the Coconut Cafe, right down the street by Stater Brothers, we're having our men's monthly gathering. We do it once a month. Come, join us. We're also gonna do it on December 4th. Come, take a step, walk in, and say, one of my buddies came up today and goes, I don't know if I'm making it, man. My neighbor can't go, he's gotta do something. I go, really? You're not gonna go with your friends? You're not gonna show up? Come on, he just laughed, okay, you know? Come meet someone. It could be very powerful. I've watched just stepping in this once a month thing make such an impact on people's lives. So that's happening tomorrow night at the Coconut Cafe, 6 to 8, and on December 4th. Our women's monthly gathering is this Tuesday. Tuesday, we have our women are meeting at a house. Go look online. Uh, you can reach out to them. They meet at a house on Tuesday. Women's Christmas dessert is on December 2nd. Ladies, get a table. Decorate it, bring some friends, hang out with some people. You can go get tickets today, you know, and create some new relationships. Celebrate Recovery is every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. If you have some ish struggles with hardships or hurts or hangups, some deep wounds that make this time of year even more, there is not a Wednesday night this year over the next two months that they are not meeting. They're meeting every Wednesday night, 6 p.m., right through these doors at our theater right there. Do it. Make a, man, my buddies that are part of that and the ladies that are part of that will be there for you. This is one I read that I thought is cool. Schedule a weekly or bi-weekly meeting with a trusted friend. If you know that you struggle surviving during the holidays or it's just one of those times, then reach out to someone. Hey, say, can we grab a cup of coffee once a week or once or every other week? I just want to keep my heart focused this year and not get isolated and not set myself back. Reach out. How many of you are someone that you would love for someone to reach out to you, but you hate reaching out to people? Right? Uh, yeah, right? And you're the one that needs it. So there are friends in your life that feel the same way you do, where they want you to reach out. They would love, and don't hesitate, and don't forget, you might reach out to someone and say, hey, can we spend a coffee an hour a week or every other week during the season just talking, praying, seeking the right things again? They might go like, oh, that's exactly what I needed too, Right? So maybe one of these things on the list is something that you can plan. Getting involved with the men's group, the women's group, celebrate recovery, scheduling something with a friend and making it consistent during this time of year. 
but do something. Don't isolate yourself. Don't just wait for connections to come your way. Okay, God, if you have a friend for me, make me run into him at the grocery store in my car. Ah, you know, sometimes we need to take a step. Sometimes we need to reach out and just go for it. So those are some ideas and some ways maybe you can do it. In Proverbs 20, verse 18, it says this, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. So we can sit there and say, I'm gonna thrive this year and I'm not gonna isolate myself and I'm I'm gonna do these other things. But if you don't plan and you don't bring other people around you, help you plan, it says here that plans often fail for lack of counsel. So if you want to thrive, you wanna survive this, part of the plan would be how do I bring other people around me that helps me journey in that and helps me walk through that. So I just wanna encourage you, plan to engage in positive, encouraging relationships. That's number one. Number two, number two, to survive the holidays, make a plan to spend a little less and give a little more. One of the things it talked about in that journal is how finances are a huge stressor during this time of year. It really does oftentimes make us feel like we're not surviving. I don't know if your home's like mine, but usually right after Christmas, like in January, my wife goes, honey, what if we start putting a little bit away for Christmas every month? I say, that sounds like a great idea, honey. Guess what we have not done one single month since January? We haven't put anything away, right? And so we're like, uh-oh. You know, so we, don't, we, we struggle with that. It makes it difficult sometimes. And my wife's always like, I have a, man, I have a 25 and a 24-year-old. And we're still like, my wife's like, did they get equal amounts? Is one of them gonna feel like one got less than the other, you know? She doesn't know if it's like by money or by amount. So we give one kid an expensive thing and then we give the other kid four inexpensive things. She's afraid one of them's gonna feel like, well, you got four, I got one. And I'm like, it's so stressful, my poor wife, right? And any of you guys like that or is that just us? You know, do you guys think that way about you? Like, you got more than I got, right? And so this, make a plan. But here's the deal. Here's something that I've really found over the years, that spending less isn't the only plan. Like, hey, I need to learn to spend less so I don't get myself, I hate February, right? When that first credit card bill comes, you're all, mm, overdid that, you know? <laughs> so pay attention, make a plan. But I've also found that spending less isn't the only plan that actually makes me thrive, but giving more. Helping out those in need, giving to our, a church or charity that helps others, doesn't just help us survive, but thrive. It's the way we're designed. We're designed to be givers. And when we give, it can make a huge impact on our lives. Look what it says in Proverbs 3, verse nine, going down in Proverbs again. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled with overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. When I think about my barns, I don't have a barn or vats. I had Mick Wilson came up and go, here's a vat, Steve. I'm going, I don't know what a vat is, but I'm sure it's something has to do with wine or vineyards. When I think of overflowing, my, my barn being overflowing or my vats with new wine, I don't think first and foremost that, oh, if I give, all of a sudden I'm gonna have more money and stuff. I think there's something deeper. I think the barns and our vats are our hearts. Man, we're overflowing with gratitude in our hearts. When we're overflowing, our vats are overflowing and our hearts are overflowing. Man, that does something deep in our lives. It's when we can begin to see like how blessed we are 
And it's not coming from like my lack that I need more, right? We live in a culture that we're so, you know, we have so much, but we have attitudes that we have so little. It's hard to not sit there and say, I need that, I need that, I don't have that. But to actually, when we become givers, when we become givers is when we begin to see a change go on in our hearts. When the barn of our hearts, the vat of our hearts begin to overflow because we realize that our lives matter. We bring something to the table and that's beautiful. Matthew 6, 21, Jesus said, for where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. So man, to, to, to make a plan, I'm gonna spend a little less, but even more so, I'm gonna give a little more. I think that's when we're beginning to create a treasure and our heart follows and our heart gets blessed by that. Because when my heart is full, <laughs> when my heart is full, whew, that's when I thrive the most. That's when I thrive the most. I think that's how we all thrive the most. In that journal that I read earlier, when I gave that statistic, it said this, when it came to how you handle finances, which is a huge stressor during this holiday, he says this, you can also give the gift of helping a neighbor, a friend, a family member, or a stranger. It's the act of giving that is more important than a present. Our generosity can be a gift to ourselves because when we focus on others and less on ourselves, we tend to reduce our anxiety. Isn't that cool? This was, it had nothing to do with a Christian kind of focus, just how, the, how we work as humans. When we give, our anxiety lessens. When we give, our hearts get overflowing with gratitude and beauty. When our, when our kids were younger, there's something we did that, you know, we used to get, we used to, uh, my wife and I got to spend some time in India, you know, doing some uh, work with churches out there. And so when we were back and our kids were kind of growing up, Gospel for Asia was doing ministry in India and we get a brochure. And every year we'd have our kids pick out like goats or chickens or pigs to give the needy families in India. And they would like, you know, we'd get the brochure. What do you want to give to them? I want to give, oh, that goat looks cute. I want to give them the goat. You know, they were probably going to kill it and eat it, but we wouldn't tell them that. But I don't know what they do with it. So, anyway, so anyways, so we would do that. And our son once, when he was like in fourth or fifth grade, what's your favorite part about Christmas? He wrote, we give, the, we give animals to people in other countries. And it was, it was like 20 bucks or something. It wasn't like this crazy thing but it became something we would do every year. And it was just really cool. We enjoyed it. One time we did a well in a, in a place that didn't have water. Man, I'm telling you, that really made a difference to become generous. Acts 20 verse 35 says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Some of you might be new here going like, there they go talking about money. Man, if you're hearing that, you're not hearing my heart. Money's a huge deal, isn't it? It could cause a lot of stress. It can cause a lot of blessing. And I think when we become givers, something changes within us. It's not about appeasing God. It's about living into who we are as image bearers of God. And it could be a beautiful thing. And there's many opportunities to give and help others, okay? And it, making a plan, maybe this, I'm gonna give you some things. Take out your phone, you're ready, here we go again. Another idea if you wanna do it. Plan to be generous in order to survive. So here we go, holiday food drive. If you already got a bag, awesome. Grab another one if you want. If you haven't taken one, grab a bag on the way out. You go to the grocery store, they give you a list of things, bring it back. It's gonna go to one of the five, six, seven hundred families that Community Mission of Hope works with in this area that are gonna have Thanksgiving meals and beautiful uh, things to serve their families. So do it. If you've never done it, grab that bag. Make a plan to grab the bag. I know. Can I just confess? We've got like 
five or six bags at our home over the years that we never filled. I'm not great at that all the time, but we grab it and we go, we're doing it again. And when I bring it, I feel so, yeah, we did it, you know? Just, just make a plan, it's not always easy. I'm just fessing up that sometimes I take that and I don't, but just, and if you're sitting there going, I'll never do it, grab it. Make a step, you never know, it might change your life. And this year, you might actually find yourself thriving, going, wow, that was amazing. Christmas gift cards for a community mission of hope in Rancho Domicidas, we'll be doing those. Where we do Walmart gift cards and we ask people to bring Walmart gift cards, we give them to the families that are in need all around this valley. And we give them gift cards, we don't collect toys and stuff because we want them to go out and be able to buy their kids toys, right? Such an awesome opportunity for them. That will be coming, where you can buy gift cards and give a little and do that, okay? Do that. Give and support Rancho Church Ministries. Maybe you've never given. You just believe in what, like Karina said earlier, you just believe in what we're doing. You believe in the ministries that are going on. Maybe you start during this year. I'm just gonna, we're just gonna give a little. We're just gonna give a little. Find a charity to give to or someone you know in need and help them. Maybe there's someone around you that you wanna help. Do it. It just might change you from barely surviving the holidays, actually thriving. My mom, uh, my mom lived in an apartment complex up in Ranch Cucamonga. It was a pretty low income place where she lived. And she, there was always people. She knew everyone in the apartment and she was always in need. But my mom grew up with this like guilt driven, I gotta give to the church first. And almost it felt like every month or two, she'd call me up and go, hey, John needs some tires. Or, hey, this person needs help with this. Can I, do you think God would be okay if I gave something to them? And every Every month I'd go, mom, just give and help. That's awesome. So maybe you have a neighbor, maybe you have a friend, maybe you have someone that's in need that you go, yeah, I could do that. But pick something, make a plan to be generous. Make a plan, maybe we need to spend a little less and we're gonna give a little more. Bring your kids into that. Make some decisions together. You know, one year we had our kids as, hey, choose what you wanna do. And my kids were, my son was a vegan and he was super into animal um, survival and stuff like that. So he wanted to give to these elephant, this ele you know, and we're like all, heck yeah. You know, if that's what your heart is, be a giver. And so we gave to that. So to describe the holidays, number one, make a plan to engage in positive connections, right? Do something, make a plan, take a step. Number two, maybe make a plan to spend a little less and give a little more. I believe that both of those things can help you not just survive, but potentially thrive during this time. And this brings us up to the final point. The final point, number three, to survive the holidays, make a plan to focus on the message of the gift of Jesus. Make a plan to focus on the message of the gift of Jesus. It seems like the obvious, right? It's Christmas. But how many of you found it's kind of hard sometimes? You ever just get caught up in the season and next thing you know, it's like, oh, I didn't plan to do anything. You know, so I think this is something that we have to stop and we have to think about. Over the past few years, I've made it a bit more of a conscious effort to put some plans into place to focus on things, to stay focused. And I've just, I've tried to work on that. And it's really made some transformations in my life. I don't want you to make some, oh, I'm gonna do this so God's happy with me. But when I, what I set my mind onto does have a deep impact in my life. Proverbs three, verse five and six, maybe one of the most famous Proverbs in the Bible, right? Says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. All your ways submit to him and he'll make your path straight. 
Trust in the Lord. Probably this, this famous verse. When it comes to trusting the Lord, I feel that Christmas, the Christmas message could be one of the greatest messages to trust in. What are we to trust in? When we say trust in the Lord, what are we to trust in? What did Jesus come? What was Jesus sent to the earth to declare? I wanna give you three things. Number one, trust that God loves you. Trust that God loves you. I know that's a yeah, yeah, but how many have struggled with that? Maybe because of your circumstances, things going on, you're thinking like, there's no way God loves me, he'd fix all this. Maybe it's because some of the bad decisions you've made, you're thinking there's no way he's gonna love me, not with the things I do or the ways I've treated people. But Jesus came to show us something. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave us this gift of Jesus. The verse doesn't say God was so mad at us. It says God so loved us that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. He came to show us that he loves us. So how are you gonna focus this year on that you're loved? That's the message. Every time you see baby Jesus in a manger, right, this year, I hope you hear this squeaky voice of mine saying you're loved. Every time I want you, when you look at that manger, to go, ah, that baby came because God wanted us to know that we're loved. That's why. God so loved the world. Number two, trust that Jesus is always with you that he's with you. Man, religion can make us feel like God is so far. And at the time Jesus came, they really created that separation. There's the temple, you're outside of it, God's inside of it, only the priest can go. Man, it made it feel distant. Jesus came to declare something, that he's with us, that he's here, that he cares, that he's not in some secret place that you're not allowed. He's here. As a matter of fact, I love what they declared in Matthew 1 at the birth of Jesus. It says, she will be give birth to a son, Matthew 1, 23, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. That's the point. God's not far. He's near. He's not way over there. He's here. And it's not someday, it's now. And that's what he wants to see. And throughout the New Testament, he says he'll never leave us or forsake us. It says he's right here, right now. Where can we go from his spirit? Nowhere. He's here. So not only does the message of this baby being born, being sent, say that we are loved by God, but it's also Emmanuel, that God is with us, not far from us. Trust that. Make a plan to focus on that. And the final thing I just wanna do is trust that his gift is peace. He came to bring peace. And man, I'm telling you, when you can experience peace that's in your heart and mind, peace that surpasses understanding, it's the deepest, most beautiful peace available. And that's what he came to show us. That's what he came to give us. I mean, when Jesus was born again, Luke chapter two, verse 14, what did they declare? Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. That was the message. And Jesus goes on to teach, I didn't come to bring you peace like the world gives you. Yeah, there's peace out there when things are going well. I came to bring you something deeper. That when things aren't going well, I'm still with you. When you're struggling, I'm still with you. I still love you. I could still bring peace that surpasses understanding. I could still help you to survive and thrive even when it doesn't all go your way. 
That is a beautiful, beautiful promise. So take your phones out. How might we plan to focus on the gift of Jesus in order to survive? Got four things here. Number one, attend church every week during the season. Just say, I'm gonna go to church. How many of you just come in on Sundays, you leave going, oh, that's just what I needed? Anyone? Has that happened to anyone? I just kind of needed that, you know? And then the next week, oh, I'm kind of busy. Just make a plan. I'm going to go. I have a buddy of mine. He's like my age. When he was like in his 20s, he said, you know what? No matter what I'm thinking or what I'm believing or what I'm struggling through, I'm going to go to church every week. And he's been doing it ever since his 20s. And now he's an old geezer like me. And he just goes to church every week. I'm just going to do it. I'll make a plan. Because when I do it, it changes how I think. Helps me feel connected to something different. Helps me keep going. So maybe that, just I'm gonna go every week, so I'm gonna do. Find an Advent devotion to read. This is one that I got last year. I'm gonna read it again this year. One of my favorite pastors is Brian Zahn. This book's called Anticipated Christ. Have your phones. Anticipated Christ. Uh, it starts December 3rd as the first Sunday of Advent. Do you guys ever do Advent calendars? Anyone still do Advent calendars? We open every day. Something. Yeah, my mom should do that with my sister and I. We'd open up an advent calendar. What is it? It'd be like, go into the washing machine. We'd open up the dryer and there's a little gift there. We're like, yeah, we got candy, you know? Then the next day we'd say like, hug your sister. And I'd go, oh, worst day of advent ever, right? But she would do that. Tell your sister you love her. We'd go like, this is terrible. Why are you? I want candy and I want something good. But anyway, side note, I have no trauma. I'm doing good. We're working on it. I'm gonna call my buddy after. Can we talk once a week during the season because I've got some issues? Anyways, this is a great book. Each chapter, like second week of Advent, is like a page and a half. Brian Zahn's amazing to help you keep focus on the things we're talking about. So maybe you can email me if you don't get this and you didn't write this down. You can find these. I'm gonna grab this. December 3rd, I'm gonna open something up every day and I'm just gonna read. And I'm just gonna read something. I'm just gonna go through something like this. Could have a huge, powerful impact on your holiday season that you're not just surviving, but you're thriving. Daily spend 10 minutes focusing on these promises that we just talked about. I'm telling you, I love reading books on the mind and how crazy our minds work. And I, I have no idea how it works or whatever, but I sure like reading books about it. And I've learned that small, short, Focused times can have a huge impact in your life. And maybe just each day, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna make a plan, I'm gonna wake up and the first thing I'm gonna do is just for 10 minutes, I'm, gonna, I'm loved, Jesus, you're with me, and your kingdom is a kingdom of peace through the power of your spirit. Help me to see it today. Help me to live it out today. 10 minutes of concentrated focus can change your life. That's what they're saying. Matter of fact, I'm hearing two to three minutes could actually make a big impact. I'm just gonna say, let's do 10. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's a way that you can plan to focus on the gift of Jesus in order to survive. Here's what I'm gonna do this because I already do all these things and I'm so spiritual. No, I, I've been working on this stuff for years. I'm gonna do this this year. Watch The Chosen. Any of you guys watch The Chosen? Is it awesome? Everyone comes up to me, you need to watch The Chosen. Steve, you need to watch The Chosen. You know, I, I, when someone says that, I go like, I don't need to do nothing. It's just it's kind of the way I operate. I hate that. I, I've told so many people, I don't need to do nothing you tell me to do, right? So I became a pastor so I can tell other people what to do because I don't like being told. But I wrote this, I've been thinking about what do I wanna do to stay focused on the gift of Jesus? And I finally, I'm gonna watch The Chosen. It's on like every single streaming thing, it seems like, Peacock, and everyone I have, it comes up, The Chosen. I'm like, no, go to something else, you know? But I'm gonna watch it, and I think that'd be amazing. It's the life of Jesus. 
I hear it's amazing. I, I'm making fun, but I hear it's amazing. I've just never sat and done it. So I'm gonna work on just going through that and watching some of the chosen. I know Paul, your men's group, you love that thing, man. It's like so impactful on the group that he leads. So there's four things. Attend church, find an Advent devotion, daily spend 10 minutes focusing on these beautiful truths that we just talked about. Watch the chosen. This is, the, this is probably the key plan, right? Staying focused on the message of Jesus because really Jesus came and the, the heart of God is all these other things. He came to show us that he's with us in relationship to empower us to have a relationship, right? He came to show us that God gives, that he's generous. He gave of his own life for us. He gave of his time. He humbled himself and came. So all the other things we talk about is all wrapped in this beautiful message of the good news that he's with us we have a relationship with him, create relationships that are focused on that, that he gave to us because God's about giving and we're creating his image. So when we give, we're actually experiencing something beautiful that can help us thrive. And make a plan to keep yourself focused on these things. And you know what? When you begin to grow in these areas, you begin to bring these things to others. You begin to realize how powerful your life is in other people's lives. Because when you begin to experience peace, how beautiful is it that you then get to bring peace? So as we begin this journey in the holidays, I wanna ask you a question. What plans do you need to make to help you survive and thrive during this holiday season? What plans do you need to make? What step do you need to take? Do you need to seek positive connections? Maybe spend less, give more? Focus on the message of God's gift? What one of those? Maybe all three, maybe just one, you're gonna focus on that. But I just hope that maybe you'll take these lists that we do and go, man, I'm just gonna do something. I'm gonna make a decision to make a plan. And my hope is that making a plan, by making a plan, you won't just survive this holiday season, but you'll find yourself thriving. You'll find yourself thriving. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for just the book of Proverbs, all the wisdom the focus we see in there. I just pray that as we have a couple months till Christmas, that we're just entering really this holiday season, that for some of us, we survive and, and maybe we survive easily, but maybe we don't necessarily feel like we thrive and we wanna take a step in that. Maybe for some of us, just surviving it is tough. And so help us to just think through what plan do we need to set? Do we need to seek some better connections? Do we need to maybe spend a little less and give a little more and begin to experience that heart of yours, God, of giving and, and just blessing and touching others' lives? Maybe we just need to focus on this message that we are loved, that you are with us, and that you came to bring peace now and forevermore. Whatever it is in our lives, may we just make a decision. Now, we're gonna make a plan and we're just gonna do our best to walk in it and even as we fail, we'll just pick it up the next day and just keep walking. And I pray that as we implement these things into our lives, that not only would we survive this year, but that we would thrive and that through our lives, we will help other people thrive as well. For your glory and honor in Jesus' name, amen. amen.